Hello all, it is Friday, June 2nd, and I want to say I missed you guys so much. This is another episode of Tantra with Tutu, Let's Talk About Sex. And tonight we are talking about tops and bottoms and gender roles that play in those positions. Sit back and relax for another episode of Let's Talk About Sex, Tantra with Tutu. Hello all, and this is another episode of Tantra with Tutu. Let's talk about sex. First and foremost, I want to say I miss you guys very much. I know that you guys are hating me. It's been like five months, but I want to tell you, I got rid of that toxic job and I'm back on it. So first disclaimer, as you guys know, I do not own the rights to any music on this podcast. Let's first, second disclaimer is that I am not a life coach. I am not a sex therapist. I am not a psychosexual sex, psychosexual therapist. I'm not a sexologist. I am just a simply a woman with a lot of experience in the sexual nature and sexual background from my experiences and others. Today, and you always know, we have a peace moment on this podcast. But before we do the peace moment, I have a special guest, and I'm going to let him introduce himself as he would like to be introduced. Hello, I am Ade Tunji. Um, I'm here to talk with my god sister, and I'm excited to be one of her first guests on her podcast. <laughs> and just to give, you know, a little insight on tops, bottoms in the LGBTQ plus community. Yes, because we have not actually had an episode like that. I mean, my little experiences is nothing to trump what people actually go through and have lived through on a daily. You know, just my, what's it called, bi-curious situation is not as the, some people have this lifestyle they live all the time. And they can come from experiences that I just cannot give you. And I'm glad that Ade Tunji is here to do that. Before we get into the heavy stuff, we always do our peace moment. So if you have your drink, drink your drink. If you have a glass of wine, drink your wine. If you have any spirits, be mindful of the spirits. And we are, if you know, you know I always have the blunt. I always got a blunt. So you know I'm going to go ahead and we're going to take our little time, do our peace moment. We get into the heavy stuff, and then we'll let Ade Tunji take the lead. Okay, now that we have our peace moments. Uh, Ade Tunji, you and I were talking about a couple of weeks ago in the car when we were just having like our, you know, powwow like we usually do when we come from our godmom's house. And I know that you were talking about one thing that I thought was very interesting was gender roles and the difference between top and bottoms and finding those gender roles and how you said preferably that you think the top should pay or whatever that gender role is as far as paying the bills. Like who's going to pay the bills? Who really pays the bills. Right. And who's the masculine, who's the feminine in the relationship, or how that works? Because I don't know. So, for me, everything is a transaction. So, no matter what, everything is going to have to be transactional when it comes down to certain things. Okay. So, inside of, I would say, relationships um, in the gay community, in regard to paying bills and things of that nature, I feel like it's all about where that person compensates. So it's not really about being mask or femme right. or... Yeah, it's not really about mask or femme, but I do think it's about your position and the role you play in that relationship. Um, so at the end of the day, I'm just speaking from a gay man's perspective. 
we're both men you you should have where i lack um yeah so with that with that being said you like i do feel like that the one who is the more dominant person in the bed should be the one to cover the bills but that's just me personally right but depending on your relationship do as you please but at the same time you have to look at it as someone is being more vulnerable and you're inside of that other person so if you primarily top i think you should primarily pay the bills and um the bottom should more or less compensate for different things such as you know making sure you got some 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 clothes in the house food you know everything straight so it's you know so still kind of like the dynamic of someone you know takes care of the home where someone takes care of the finances yeah but also I like i still want you to be able to have the finances too because if there's something that happens you should be able to make up for yeah it. i feel like it should definitely be equal um but also like making up and compensating for it uh, emotionally and stuff like that um just being present in different ways so in regard to that, yeah, absolutely. I feel like the top should go ahead and pay most of the bills or at least pay for dates and stuff like that. Look at it as if you are treating a woman if you're a straight man. Okay, because you're basically the more dominant in the relationship. You're taking the lead. Yes. Okay, and I can get that. That is very interesting, <laughs> which I told you I really wanted you to talk about this because there's probably some other people who feel the same way that you do. What we will be doing on this podcast, too, is opening up the phone lines for people um, so they can really ask questions. But for me, okay, here's another thing. So what if you have a top who feels like the opposite? That's between you and your bottom. That's between <laughs> you and your dude. Um, that's y'all's business. But at the end of the day, as long as you like, you know, roses reverse. Make sure that you take care of him. Make sure that, you know, he gets some new t-shirts or something every I'm month. So- like something simple. Get some new t-shirts. Make sure that the house is clean. Like, and some tops prefer being the more feminine one in the relationship. I know a lot of tops who wear nails, okay. dress like girls. I know a lot of right. transgender people who are strict tops. So, you know, things come differently. Like, you know, I know a lot of masculine bottoms. So, mm-hmm. it just depends. Because you still have um, masculine and feminine energy. Yeah, I've yeah. been I've been with bottoms that were more masculine than me. Like... <laughs> I felt like the girl. <laughs> I felt like the girl. It'd be like that, I guess. Yeah, yeah you, you could say that. I mean, because I guess everybody has an energy that they carry is more dominant and more, sub, sub, you know, subtle. Or but sub, I feel like when you're in, like, a, a gay relationship, it also depends on the energy, too. Like, me as a top, there are certain times or, like, there are certain dudes that I will be a little bit more feminine. Like, he will see a more feminine side than other dudes. But in the bed, it's still the same situation. Like, I still have my role, but I, you know what I mean? Hold me. I want to be held. I want to feel safe. So I want to feel secure. That's, that's another question. So how does that operate? Okay, so like you hear a lot of women, a lot of women talk about their more, you know, in that. So let's talk about the dynamic for two men who actually, you know, want that comfort, that love like women do. Mm-hmm. And then you have those men who, you know, y'all give each other that comfort. How is it in the dynamic of being, like, in, you know, gay? And from y'all's perspective, how does that work? Um, 
It just depends, honestly. For me, um, I'm more or less, I want to be with someone who's going to nurture me emotionally. But I also want to feel safe and protected with you. Right. I can protect myself, but I, you know what I mean? You want that still protection. I, I still want to feel safe of and course. protected. I don't want to be with no bitch. <laughs> I don't want to be with no Okay, just making sure. <laughs> I don't want to be with no bitch. So, you know, I still want to make sure, okay, yeah. If you whoop my ass, my nigga's going to whoop your ass. So, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> Yes, I understand. But I, I, I do appreciate that. So what I think a lot of people, what, what I wanted to know, what I really did want to get into about this was how does the dynam- dynamics spiritually and sex work for y'all as so, in that community? So it's really like you really have to be able to separate the two okay. inside of this community because okay. um, a lot of it is hookup culture, which is very toxic inside mm. of our community. Mm. Um, and it's a lot of mess so i really you know i can turn certain things off sometimes after sex i have to cleanse because you know what i mean i don't want to pick up your energy you know we just had a transfer and some people cool i can do what i need to do and keep it moving but um it's not really like other men don't look at it the same way as as spiritual and stuff like that so you also have to take that into account so you really have to do you and protect your own self on multiple levels um but spiritually and emotionally um you just have to make sure you're with someone who's actually there and available to to give you that and that has to be a conversation like okay look i have these emotions and you know i you know spiritually i feel something cool and take it from there um but in this community, it's not, it's not really the best in regard to like building something in okay. regard to emotional and sexual, which is very toxic in our community. Okay, yeah, that's. I mean, I, we never, nobody ever put it that way to me in that way. I guess because we never ask these questions either, you know. And I think a lot of people in this community, which I don't want them to feel like there's a lack of that, because I really wanted to do an episode specifically for that, because no one talks about the spiritual part of it. I just hear a lot about the sex. I hear a lot about the mess, like you said, but you don't hear a lot about, are y'all spiritually connected? You don't, I don't hear a lot of people in the LGBT community that are males say that, oh, me and my man are doing that. You might see it on TV. You might see it around, but in real life, I don't hear. It's not common. Yeah, you don't hear somebody like, oh, we're connecting. Oh, we're walking in nature. Oh, we're taking spiritual baths together. Oh, we're going to get reads together. Oh, we're doing this. But that comes from us being in an unhealed community. So it's a lot of people with a lot of trauma, a lot of situations, a lot of issues, a lot of personal problems um, with themselves, their family, their community. Because we have our own, like, we discriminate within our own community as well. So we have our own hurts and stuff like that. And it really puts a block and a barrier between actually making yourself vulnerable enough to give that per- give anyone access to you spiritually okay. in this community. Okay. I got a question now. Did you always know that you were gay? Did, or did, did that come from a trauma? Because some people theirs come from trauma and some people they just wholeheartedly that's who they are. I don't know. I honestly okay. don't know. Okay. Um, These are questions that people, I really feel like, want to know. Yeah. So anything you don't feel like want to answer, we can move forward. No, we, okay. can, we can talk. Um, you know, I have been through, you know, sexual abuse um, and stuff like that uh, as a child. But, you know, in that, like, before I understood that I was being sexually abused, I knew that I was attracted to, to men. I remember the, my first crush on a dude was in preschool. Okay. And, um, yeah, so... So it's fair to say that you knew. I knew, okay. but I'm not to say that my trauma didn't play a role. And also, like, I told you when it comes down to, like, healing in this community, a lot of 
these people like in, in, in our community are traumatized. So, and you also have to look at it as, you know, this, yes, you can know, but at the same time, a lot like, who knows where this really comes from? Homosexuality was always around, but you also have to look at it as, you know, me being a black gay man, you know, there is trauma that was done to our ancestors mm -hmm. in these same ways. So you also have to understand and recognize that um, yes. to move healthily within Talk your sex about life. That. I'm glad um, you're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what this is about. Yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of like trauma and stuff. So you also have to understand the root of where that came from, yeah. and that that might be a lifelong process or a lifelong long journey for anyone. Yep. Um, but I can't really speak for anyone else. But for me, I felt like I knew, okay. and my sexual trauma may have something to do with it, but not to say that is the reason why I, I'm gay. Right. Okay. That's fair. Because I would just like to ask, because uh, some people, they go the opposite way. Yeah. You know, like, they just so masculine because of the, the, trauma, the trauma, you know. Um, so that's why I'm, I, I like to ask, is that a thing for a lot of people? Especially in that community, because some people feel like that's, that a lot of people had to be traumatized to be that way. Yeah, no. When I've, you know, not. I've just necessarily, some people, they just, it, they are who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... You know, I don't judge. I don't care. Because people are going to do what they do. People going to people all yeah. day. Absolutely. And with that, it also comes with a lot of, like, ridicule as well inside this community. So What, spiritual healing? Not spiritual healing, but, like, but, just ridicule, like, sexually and stuff like, like, in regard to, like, sexual abuse and trauma. Um, so how do y'all deal with the ongoing trauma? Like, is it still, like, a lot of abuse? Because I know, like, in, in the past, especially for a lot of people in this community, the, the, the LGBT community, I know they had to fight. Mm -hmm. They had to fight to be who they were. They had to fight to be in places and, you know, be open, especially with their families, with their friends. You know, they had to hide. Some of them have kids. You know, you don't find out later, this is who I can be. So what do you do, you know, with that as you move forward? You know, with the community of people from back in the day, how do y'all still deal with the abuse? Because I know it was a lot of physical abuse. Is that still going on or is that kind of like minimized because y'all are so more, you know, they're bigger now that you can protect each other in a way? It's like the black community um, in regard to <laughs> where we had to unify to get to a certain point And then now we're fighting each other. Um, so that's what plays out now. And... A lot of our, 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 I wouldn't say we're safer. Mm. I would say we're more seen and recognized. Okay. Um, me personally, I haven't known anyone personally to be attacked because of, you know, who they were. But it happens. Okay. Um, so I can't speak for no one else's experiences. Trans people get killed on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, so it it's tough. And a lot of the coping mechanisms... For, I would say specifically for, well, not specific, well, yeah, for the LGBT community of substance abuse. And that's not the best way to move forward with it, but that just seems, that's the culture these days. And that just, we need overall healing inside of our community because it's a lot of substance community. abuse. A lot of, a lot of gay people use meth. Um, <coughs> let's talk about the party and play culture. That is absolutely crazy to me. The first time I actually experienced something like that, I was Explain like, to people what that is. Party and play. So party and play means that, you know, they'll say P and P, question okay. mark. Um, if you're on Grinder or Jacked or something, they'll say P and P. Or they'll have little snowflakes inside their bio. Um, and that means that they smoke meth. And that they just want to get high and have sex. 
Um, and then you also realize if you look at the demographic of the people who party and play, there most of them are HIV positive. Mm. And so that's a very dangerous game, and that's another battle we still fight. And I feel like that's us still fighting ourselves. And it's just so easy now to get the medicine and things like that, and and it's actually the less talked about of the disease or viruses. I'm sorry, HIV. Nobody yeah. want to talk about that. Oh, yeah, no. But I feel like in this day and age, it's really no excuse. If you are HIV negative, and this is something that I will absolutely say to anyone, there is no excuse for you to catch it this, these days and age unless you're being irresponsible. Yeah. Um, there's condoms. There's PrEP. Personally, I take PrEP. Um, use condoms. Why do I, you take PrEP? Do you just take PrEP because you are in the community and you do have... I, you're I t- because you're gay and you want to... I just want to protect myself. Like, okay, so no that was, is that like an active thing that everyone does or is that just a you thing? That's just a me thing. That's okay. personal. Like, you know, okay. I want to be able to have the option okay. to use a condom or not. I, well, how about the... Why, why, why? Why don't you just want to use a condom? I personally don't prefer it. I do not prefer it at all. I, I don't feel... A lot of people don't prefer it. I don't feel much of anything. Um... You know, I want to I want to feel what's going on. Um, okay. So I prefer not to, but that's also like, you know what I mean? Even if there is a, a time where I don't feel really comfortable with this person is attractive or, yeah, I just want to fuck, I'm going to put on a condom. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good to know. Yeah. These are good things. People want to know these things. But not to say prep is going to protect you from everything else. Right. You still have to worry about your other STIs yeah. and things of that nature. It's just protecting you specifically against HIV. And that is still not foolproof. You still have that 1% chance oh, yeah. that you are going to catch something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So these are good things. And for you to be so young, you have a lot of wisdom, you know, so that's really good that people need to know this. They need to know, this, especially in your community, because you are the Gen Z community, which I have like a hate, love, hate relationship for the Gen Z community. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me but, too. Um, what I do respect about the Gen Z community, y'all are very much putting things out there. You know, yeah. really letting things be known. And I really like that. Um, I really like that you were willing to come up here and tell your story about certain things, um, especially because I don't think I've ever had anyone go into depth about it. So if there's anything that you personally feel like you want to share with people that I have not asked, you could share that. I don't know. I want to talk about because this seems like a, a common thing inside of our community, which I think is very strange to me as an adult now. And, you know, the things I've experienced as you know a minor you know i used to have sex with grown men really yes a lot of the people that i had sex with were like in their mid to late 20s and how old were you when this was occurring 14 15 16 like that's absolutely unacceptable like and that it was fun though i I had a great time but like as as an adult i look back and i'm like yo what these people were actual like predators Predators. (laughs) yeah this is this is a little weird to me and um i can actually speak for one instance there was one guy that i was messing with um when i was about 15 to 16 and he would always want me to like not wear a condom and he would want to have sex without a condom turned out he had hiv so you got checked out yeah i I always had you know i always used a condom with him oh so yeah but it was just like that, you know, stuff like that. You, are you trying to take advantage of someone? Yeah, like, but what, why do you want to have sex with someone who is that young? And you have plenty of options. Yeah. In your age bracket, that's no. I can't even. 
Mm-mm. I can't. Once someone tells me their age, even if you look grown, uh-uh, you're a baby. I can't. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. And that like it's respectfully, you know, declining. Yeah, yeah, because you don't you don't need that type of energy. And um, we've talked about that on this podcast. There's a lot of that going on in the world. I don't know how deep it is because actually um, it might be more prevalent because what a lot of people don't know is like, and even in the entertainment industry, a lot of them, you know, are, it's about gay sex. It's about gay sex. That's where all of this stemmed from, to be honest. Like, you know, they would rather be with men and there's nothing wrong with that. That's their preference. But a lot of people don't understand like the whole energy of where it came from for this particular way how they use it it's not like how we are as spiritual beings knowing that you know we could be any gender anytime you know any 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 lifetime but people are really like trying to demean it and you know demonize it when really there's a spiritual element to everything Absolutely. and we really don't talk about it especially in the black community because a lot of us don't i think a lot of us don't want our sons to be gay because they don't they think it's going to take the masculinity away that's a part of it for me i you know i let them choose i personally think men and women should be together but that's me i don't think that men and men i don't have a hate train for that and i don't have a hate train for the women that like women i think that love is very prevalent i'm still trying to understand the transgender community but i'm also not hating on the transgender community because you have an identity that you feel like you have to identify with that's not me for me to figure out you know what i'm saying but I just feel like a lot of them, too, that I've heard lately are reversing their identity back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's also about understanding your place, too. Um, a very well-known trans woman, T.S. Madison, if you know who she is. And we do. Yes. Um, T.S. Madison. I love her to death. But she understands the fact that she still has a dick. Yeah. You know, she still has a penis. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I'm a woman. She legally just changed her name. Right. But she said, you know, I would prefer on my on my paperwork that I'm they them because yes I identify as a woman but I'm still a man at the end of the day right and you know I that's how I feel that's my view like I will respect your pronouns but just because you put your hands up you're still a nigga right so you know I'm not going to treat you like a, I, I will respect you as a woman but I'm not going to treat you as if you were a woman I'm you know that's yeah. just me personally and it's no disrespect to the trans community, yeah. but it just is what it is. And you cannot take away what God has given you. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not changing your, your DNA. You, yeah. I mean, you are. You're not changing your chromosomes. Right. You still have XY. Right. So it is what it is. Yeah. I don't. I'm, and again, I've, I've asked questions. I've, you know, I want to know. But for me, it's just. You know, I feel like we came here for a purpose and all this lifetime to do what we need to do. Whether that, that's in their purpose and their destiny to do, I have no idea. Um, I would, you know, prefer that people feel comfortable in their own skin and what they were born. But I could also come to maybe that's their trauma. Maybe it's something that they more identify with. A lot of people are still stuck in their past lives spiritually and they don't know, mm-hmm. you know. So it could be a lot of things. So I just kind of let them do that. The only thing is that I'm not gonna not I'm not gonna ever disrespect anybody's thing. But what we're not gonna do is what I do feel like not them personally in the community, but a lot of people are disrespecting women, just women in general. Absolutely, I do see that a lot with gay men, uh, the LGBT community in general, but especially like black gay men disrespecting black women. Is like for I, me, I'm not a chest feeder. I am. These are breasts. Yes. milk comes from these. I have given birth. These are not implants. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. I'm not disrespecting your, your movement. I, I'm, you know, 
Imitation is the best form of flattery, they say. Yeah, but I feel like at the same time, you should still be able to respect the fact, you know, you come from a woman and understand that, you know, you're not. Yeah. You weren't born that. You know what I mean? It's different if you were born that. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I do feel like that there is a lot um, inside of our community where they don't respect women. And that's an issue that I see. And a lot of gay men especially are very comfortable disrespecting women. Yeah. Um, and that is unacceptable. It is what they feel. I'm not really big on it. I haven't seen a lot of... I haven't been disrespected by a lot of gay men personally. I've seen but I, a lot I've of gay men, it. you know, do a lot. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, bro, do you have a mom? Do you have a grandma? Do you have an auntie? Like, look at other women in that way. They're so quick to call, you know, women bitches, all types of stuff. Call them out their names. Um it's true disrespect them talk about their bodies like i think we all especially in the community of black people we do that yeah um no i don't i just it's it's very sad that we do that but i I also hope for a lot of people that are like a lot a lot of young gay men that that their parents are accepting you know and you know understand that this journey is your their journey to to move forward and under not understand but to support but it's really it's hard though like especially like i can't speak for the white gays so the white gays listening i'm sorry i can't speak for your experience but for me it was it was harder for me because i couldn't like it was times i wanted to come out i remember when i really first wanted to come out i was in the sixth grade Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll have a white gay person appear yeah. and compare experiences because that's people don't realize how different that experience Very is. Very different. <laughs> they're more open and you know what I mean? They, they're cool. I feel like the, the one person who has the most privilege in the United States, and this is just a matter of opinion, is a white gay man. Has the most privilege, no matter what, inside of the United States of America. But for me, when I came out, um, it was really hard for me because I didn't know if I was going to be kicked out. I didn't know if I was going to, I was already sexually abused be and physically abused. I didn't know if I was going to be abused even worse. Um, and in other ways I was, but it was definitely necessary. But I can't go back to when I was 12. I remember I wanted to come out and I said something to my grandma. She, my grandma's, she, she's German. She's a, she's a little white lady. But that was like the first person that I actually told and I just got so scared in that moment. I remember we were driving in the car and I'm like, hey, Oma, I got something to tell you. And she was like, what? And I'm like, I think I'm gay. And she was like, it's okay. I love you regardless. I said, ha, 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 nah, I'm joking. And just played it off. Um, and then She probably knew you weren't at that moment. <laughs> she told me after the fact. Yeah, she told me after the fact. Um, but I was 15 when I actually officially came out. Okay. Um, and... This goes back to another like crazy story about older people messing with younger people, but yeah. I feel like this one was a little bit more reasonable, but I still don't agree with it. Um, but I was messing with a guy who was, he was 18, okay. I was 15. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's not too bad, but still a little weird to me. I was 15 and um, I was messing with an 18 year old too. Yeah. Um, and so pretty much, it sounds really bad, but that was my best friend's boyfriend. There's a whole lot of stuff a whole lot of drama, friend drama over the situation. Um, you should be punched. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you anywho, I was hanging out with one of my best friends and ended up messing with her man. And he told her the same day. And then he had to stay at my, at my house because he missed his bus to go back home. 
Y'all yeah, weren't her man anyways if he was fucking you. I was I was fucking him. That's Either way, he clearly didn't need to be with her. Well, he already had a baby mom and all types of things, but that's none of our business. I'm so weak. But go ahead. But um, <laughs> yeah, he stayed at my house. Uh, well, stayed where um, you know, I let my mom know like, hey, my friend doesn't have nowhere to go for tonight. Can he just stay here? Um, so after the fact, my my best friend was like, hey, um, you know, I'm gonna end up telling your mom that you're gay, and that by the way, she caught chlamydia. And so I need to go get checked. So if I don't tell her, she was going to tell her. So that's how I came out. And so that was a really hard conversation. So I like, it was the next day. My mom went, took me to North Carolina. And on the way back from North Carolina, I told her. And I was like, hey, mom, um, remember the guy that, you know, stayed the night? And she was like, yeah. And I, and I said, wait, first, let me just tell you, I had sex with someone. And I think I might have something. She said, well, with who? I was like, well, I just said the guy that, you know, that stayed the night. She said, so what are you trying to say? And I'm just like, well, I had sex with him and I think I might have something. So she was like, okay, so we can go ahead and deal with that. But are you, are you telling me that you're gay? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm bisexual. And I somewhat still identify as bisexual. But I don't see myself being with a woman. I don't either. I get it, though. Yeah, I don't see myself being with a woman. I haven't... I see you, like, if in a good time, maybe, like, smacking a woman's ass. Yeah, but that's I don't the, see to, to the extent at, at this point in my life. Like, I haven't had sex with a woman since... Well, honestly, I was a boy then. So, I haven't had... I was a... You know, so it was a girl and a woman. But, you know, same difference. <laughs> but um, it's been close to, like... Four years now, four or five years. So, not really interested in it <laughs> at all. But um, it's okay. She told <laughs> me. She told me that you know I don't like. She doesn't accept my lifestyle, um, and she's not. You know what I mean? She's not going to like tolerate none of that. And that uh, like, she was really upset. Um, well, I mean, as a woman, we don't really want you to have sex with a man unless that's your thing. I would prefer no. Because, and I'm going to tell you why. For me, personally, you, I know what I'm doing to a dick. I don't need that dick going into a man. It would just, it's just, it's different. It's just, I can't explain it to you. If you want to be with a man, if I feel like if a man has sex with a man most of the time, you want to be with a man. And -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. But don't try to flip-flop over here because I just feel like you would never really be all the way into women. So if personally, I know a lot of bisexual men. I know some men who are like really fifty fifty. I can't. I can't fifty fifty. I need you a hundred over here. <laughs> and that's me personally. Yeah. But I've I've met some people in situations who've been with men who have been with other men, and they're okay with that. But me, I, I I've not. I have not been with anyone that I knowingly know has been with a man. Yeah. Uh, they probably have unknowingly I don't know you don't know right but what I'm saying is for me it's you know it's just it's a deal breaker yeah. uh, um, it's nothing personal I just feel like you need to go where you want to be, be. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying like if pussy don't get you I don't understand you know what I'm saying that's just me personally if pussy Some don't get you it, <laughs> that's me personally I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it yeah. you know because there's some women who are into that. Yeah, who are into really pussy into and that. dick does not work for them at all. Like, they like the scissoring. Scissoring ain't too bad. But I'm just, I'm not, I can't <laughs> How live. How was that? It was, it was fine. But I'm not, I can't live for scissoring. 
Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? I, I need dick and coochie all the time. This is me who I am. But yeah, that's just me personally. That doesn't mean it's a preference. Scissoring is okay, but yeah, it's not the end all and be all. Like I'm not going to like change my life for it because um, I just, I like dick. I like, you like dick? I like dick too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like dick too. A lot. So it's, uh, you know, it was funny because um, my ex, my daughter's dad said, um, you couldn't be gay. I just could see it. You wouldn't be able to do it. Sure. What the fuck that mean? I mean, you I mean, can I do mess it. with bitches for a little bit. I mean, I like my pussy eight and stuff, but it's uh can definitely do it. But, you know, it's not people's preference. But I also feel like when it comes down to, like, coming out and stuff like that, um, making sure you like your kids feel comfortable. Because, I yeah. mean, to, to this day, like, my mother, like, will still say things like, well, coochie's better than booty. And it feels different. <laughs> oh feel different. And I'm just like, <laughs> well, booty hole's tighter. It is, and actually. So, and I talked about that on the past episode as well, how that that's why men prefer. Because it just feels different. Not necessarily it being having to be a man's, but I get the aspect of why, but you understand. So would you feel like as a straight woman, would you question it if your man always wants to like... Do anal? Yeah. Like every time? Most of the time. Mm, a little bit. A little bit? Not all the way, because, you know, I mean, I'll do some things. Anal ain't that bad, but uh, not all the time. So what pleasure does it get give for a woman? Because anal? men, yeah, men have, you know, their prostate. And yeah, so, and it actually helps. Their prostate is actually healthy. Yeah, it's healthy. So, <laughs> but I'm not promoting it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what benefit does anal do for a woman? Well, it actually for women because we have more nerves than a man down there because of, we have a vagina. Yeah, everything is connected. So as you're sitting there, you're getting pleasure in your anus. Your butt is getting really wet. But your pussy is getting wet too, and you can actually come that way. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it has a lot of benefits. Having a vagina has a lot of benefits. Okay. And the penis has one too. One. I have, I have, um, I've had experience where I have made, made men ejaculate off of anal. Yeah. So hey. Because that's where y'all member is connecting to. That's why I believe it. Isn't that what happened in the Hangover when the girl came? Um, was hitting the, the tranny was hitting stool. Uh, I, don't, I don't watch TV. Boy, boo. Anyway, <laughs> when tra- the tranny was um, having sex with stool. Excuse me if tranny is like a you know derogatory. I say tranny, but I mean I don't want it to be derogatory. But when he was fucking, yeah. he was like, well, she was like, I you know I shot my load into you to you, and you shot your load on the floor. So I figured you know yeah. you could come off of that. I've done episodes talking about it. But yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Um... So, yeah, for you, like, what is your, like, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Damn, I, I just had a blank moment. My bad. Just had a blank moment. But, yeah, in but- regard to, like, LGBT and stuff like that, um, what's your what's your opinion of you or, or stance on um, DL people, DL men? There's, there's still those. I didn't know, god damn it, you know, that there was still those. It's so goddamn, you know, accepting. Now, I didn't know there was that anymore, to be honest. But there probably is. My thing is, if you're on the DL now, you might as well just give it up. The community is accepting you. You can be who you are. There's no need to be on the down low anymore. Absolutely, I agree with that. <laughs> like, I, I, so that. I don't understand why you would need to be on the down low, but if that is what you, if you feel like that's what you need to do for your life right now, people have their own situations. 
Um, I just feel like at this point, at where we are in in life in America in general, it's okay. Yeah. You know, you know, but it just could be their spiritual life, their family, how they were raised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, not wanting wanting to your family to still accept you, money, jobs. You know and who you are. You know position wise is is you know it, it could be a number of things. I'm seeing in the community as well a lot of like gay men are straying away from the DLs, like the DL men. Like we're not really. Oh, you're not really interested because you know, like if you can't be who you are, fuck you, basically. No, it's like it's not. I mean, but basically. Out like it, you, like, they don't really do nothing for you, and a lot of them are like you know what I mean. They're they objectify you. And so you're just an object for sex. And then they go and go back to their girlfriends or whatever. And it doesn't make you feel good. And then you also think about it. Like, you think about, like, the karma. Like, do I really want to have sex with someone who is going back home to go have sex with a, a woman and have a family with that person? I, I don't think it's okay, personally. And a lot of gay people are starting to come to that conclusion as well. Okay. Okay. Um, if y'all don't come out, we not fucking with you. I'm weak. Because we're not trying to put nobody in harm's way. Our community is dangerous enough. And yeah, nonetheless. Just, yeah, I just feel like if that's the case, you know, there shouldn't be any hiding at this point. No. I mean, you know, personally. I agree. I agree. This came a long way. Y'all got Pride Month coming up. Shoot. I don't know. Pride Month is its own thing. It's Pride Month right now. Yeah. But Black Gay Pride Month, I think, is in August. That's so what's month. what's this month's Pride Month? Pride Month. June, right? Pride Month. Clear Pride Month. Oh, it's, it's the Pride Clear Pride Month. And yeah. why is and so so basically it's okay. Yeah. So we're gonna do another part where they're Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a different Pride Month, but you know, hey, Pride is Pride, love is love. So. <laughs> yeah. I guess, you know, you know, it is what it is. I don't party for Pride in June, I do it in August. Why in August? Tell people why in August. That's a black gay pride. Why and is that black gay pride? We just want our own shit. Alright. Yeah, we just want our own space. And, you know, it's a different celebration. You know what I mean? Is um, that in Atlanta? Yeah, mostly it's in Atlanta. I'm sure. Um, Texas is really big. They have it Texas? out there. Texas? Texas, yeah. So it was the San Francisco one that's every year, isn't that? In San Francisco, the big pride month for yeah. Others. Yeah. Okay. It's the big pride month for the community as a whole, right? Right. But you know, yeah, it's a little. But different. Black Pride Month is in August. in August. And when does that Black Pride Month start? Um. What do you mean? <clears throat> it just starts when it starts. Oh, it just starts the whole August. month. Yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot. It's a whole month. It's thing. a whole month. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Whole month. Well, either way, we're here to celebrate. It's, 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 it's it a is different pride. Type of party. It's, we don't... it's a Pride Month this month as a community, and then Black Pride Month is in August. Because we have our own fight. And also, let's talk about that, the political side of the gay community. Because black gays and white gays get treated different in our community. Why is that? Um, because back in the day, the segregation, stuff like that, um, as well as in New York, they really didn't want like trannies coming into trans women coming into like gay bars um and things of that nature and a lot of like white gay bars didn't want too many black gay men inside of their establishments okay so we we do things a little bit different inside of our own community than they do and a lot of things that they do they have their own culture and we have our own culture like a lot of white gays are into leather and stuff like that leather is its own thing um, I don't know many black gay men who was who was wearing you know collars and 
We want to walk around with some uh, dog face mask and stuff like that. No, we don't do that. So you feel like more fetish culture is from white people? White people, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then I feel like when Because we will be talking about that. Yeah. Fetish culture and... um. Yeah, it's it's a, and not just for, but there is some black people in the fetish community. There I've is. I've seen it. I've seen a girl actually bark like a dog, dress like a dog in a cage. Black girl, and in her outfit was real cute too. But the point is, that's it's a it's a, all about fantasy. Yeah. You know, and it's about your fantasy. And another thing is, do y'all have like y'all own type of like fantasy in y'all community, or y'all just what was I was like? Is, I like that goes to the individual. Okay. Individual. See, for me, a fantasy for me, I'm not too crazy. I don't want nothing too extreme. But the most fantasy for me is a threesome. Like, that's it. That's it. Like, mm. maybe like some. He's BDSM. still young, y'all. So give him time. Maybe some <laughs> BDSM or something like that. He's still young. He's done a lot, but he's still growing. He's still but, a puck out here. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but then again, I did threesomes at that age. Yeah, but that's like I don't. I'm not into all of that. I don't know. I might want to like beat you with a whip sometimes here and there. Yeah, that's you know? close. But then, when it comes down to fetish, like, I also have to think about it, like, okay, because where does that come from? Like, I don't know. We'll talk, that that we'll actually look that up. We yeah. can't, we don't want to, that's another episode. Yeah. But, like, yeah, that's one of those things, like, I, like, because sometimes I'm just like, okay, yeah. Why well, do a lot of people in your community, like, fetish? They do. They do. I'm just not into it. And the people that I mess with are not, you know what I mean, not into to, it. To, you know, to each his own. To each his own. But, hey. You know. Baby, I'm limiting myself and limiting I mean, my own. You don't know. Don't knock things till you try them. The only thing I tell people don't try is weird shit that'll get you fucking arrested and get you killed. And like we, yeah. people already know it, but I don't fuck with on this podcast, so we don't even have to go there. Okay. Other than that, do what you do. Okay. But you know, it's it's very hard to. Um... Ooh, another question I had. The gender roles that you was talking about. So being that you were younger and that you messed with older men, did a lot of them use kind of like that that power of being older, like that dominance? It was it more like a daddy role or was it more like a uh, like was a grooming like role or was it more like, you know, he really was like your lover type of role? I feel like it was like more or less lover and grooming, mm. um, but very subtle. Because mm. I'm the type of person, if I realize like, you have to be very subtle with me if you're going to try to groom me or any type of way because I'm going to call you out on it. But it was really subtle and subconscious with me being younger um, and me knowing the things I know now. Like, yeah, I was definitely groomed, but it wasn't to an extent to where I was able to cognitively be aware of the grooming in that process. This is crazy. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's crazy because it's sad, you know. We all had to go through some unfortunate situations. And for me, I've like I said, I don't, my trauma doesn't really come from just a turn, really me, mm-hmm. but from seeing others. Yeah. Um, and I've seen some fucked up shit, yeah. you know, and heard some fucked up shit and experienced some fucked up shit from being there with the person because of the fucked up shit. shit. Yeah. So it's just like. You know, it, it, it's it's a very sad situation that anybody has to be groomed, but I think it was just easier in y'all community because you, at the time, most of you are the most vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. We don't really have that support, so we feel like someone older is there to support us, or let's say... If, because no, of the fact they're capitalizing off of the fact that you're you're gay and you have nobody and yeah. things like that, yeah. You know, if I get kicked out the crib, I can go to your crib, like... Right. Stuff like that, so... And you did that? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't do those things. I mean, I wasn't wild like that yet. I mean, I didn't really... I mean, I did things, but I was also kind of like a responsible, trustworthy kind of teen. So, like, my family let me do things. Yeah. But I also wasn't wild where I wasn't doing things. My, my wild time probably didn't come to after 18. Yeah. I had all my... That's why I'm like the way I am now because I don't really like have an interest to do much of the crazy things. And I like... Not to say that like... I will say that some of the, the things I've experienced when I was younger um, in regard to like the community did traumatize me. But like... I was... In that moment, you feel like you're the shit when you got, you know... My nigga is 28. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you feel like you're the Trust shit. Trust me, but it's unacceptable. unacceptable. Very unacceptable. You ain't done it. Yeah. You should, you know, even just, it's just amazing to me how just, even just the grooming process. Yeah. And just not even just, it's just, well, woo, people need to figure out what they doing. But yeah, all in all, I feel like our community does need, and we need a lot of healing and a lot of work. Um, and and a all, lot of pain. Huh? You said what? And a lot of pain. Yeah. It's clearly something you feel like somebody needs to be financially. Okay. <laughs> I need to be sponsored. Okay. Sponsor me. Um. Shoot. Shoot. If I would have took that grooming and just got some money out of it, shoot, I would have been a lot better off. Would if you? I realized. Oh, I don't Maybe know. you might not have been. And, you know. I don't know. Hey. Looking back, it's because there's a lack there of something right now. Right now. If you didn't have it, if you yeah. had it right now, you wouldn't be thinking about it. So... But it was it was it was an option though, you know. People are gonna pay more for someone who is younger. And you would have had to do more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right about and that. And it would have went somewhere else that it didn't need to go. You're right. Because there's a prevalent human trafficking is everywhere. Absolutely, it's, especially in this it's community. Been, yeah, yeah. It's been women, and, and then a lot of people in your in your community have. Let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah, I got some friends who you know if they quit a job, they don't got no money, and rent is coming up. I gotta go make some money by any means necessary. That's crazy. And you know, I ain't and there, mad at it though. You would Just, never, you would never guess or expect, but you know, that's it's probably and it's very, very common, mm. very common. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we definitely have to do this again. Absolutely. We definitely, definitely we, have some good conversations. Yeah, she needs to talk to a white gay man. I need to find a white gay man. <laughs> I need to find a white man so he can tell me his part of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do. I need to find one. But for my listeners, thank you guys. We are here again, Tantra with Tutu Podcast. We are on episode, I believe this is five for the second season. I know I was gone for a while, but I am back. Oh, I have left that stressful job and I have removed myself from that negativity. Ashe. And now we are moving forward in the things that spirit wants us to be in alignment with. Ashe. So we are going to always, like we do, leave it off with the Tantra um, tip of the day. And the Tantra tip of the day is be confident in who you are and who you are becoming. Be spiritually in aligned with what you think your purpose is and do not let anyone hinder you mentally, physically, spiritually, or financially. Sexually, keep yourself open in a way that you feel comfortable and resistant in a way that you do not need. Ashe? So you guys have a beautiful day. And again, this is Let's Talk About Sex, Tantra with Tutu Podcast. <laughs>